Well, we changed it up a little bit from the other service because I had a microphone and I was bouncing it around and making a mess of it, so I'm wired. <laughs> this, this is kind of cool. I got my Bible out this time, so I'm not going to have to wait on that one. Okay, everybody. Close your eyes, because I really want you to see this. Seriously, close your eyes, everybody. I, I want you to see this. Today is Pastor Appreciation Day here at the gathering, so we're first going to honor our senior pastor, our main pastor, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I know this is good for you, right? Amen? So here we go. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And the word became flesh, and he dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And listen to this. And of his fullness we have all received. Grace for grace. You can open your eyes. Grace for grace. Not grease. Grace is not the grease that we slide into heaven on, right? Grace is so much more. Now, now don't get me wrong. Grace, his grace is sufficient. Okay? No bones about that. But his grace is empowerment. Yeah? It's empowerment that, that we grow intimate with him. That he heals us body, spirit, mind, and relationships. How does he do that? Through forgiveness. He forgives us. We forgive others. And that leads to the intimate relationship with our magnificent triune God. I wonder, do you know him? Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Nope. No, he won't. So if we want to honor the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, a great place to start 
is forgiveness. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. That's a good start, right? I like that. So now let's move forward, and now we're going to honor our wonderful pastors that God has led to us. He has ordained for us. First, I want to say it's been a great seven years. I mean, watching how God has orchestrated this little tribe and the leadership that he's brought here, I can't wait to see what's to come. Now we have a youth pastor. We have praise and worship pastors. We have family life pastor. We have a Swiss army knife pastor. More about that later. And of course, our lead pastor, Pastor Paul and Miss Wendy. Many of you have been asking over the last several days, and we're right in the middle of a series called what? Asking for a friend, right? So the question this week is, well, what can I do to honor our pastors? Great question. I'm your man. I'm going to walk you through it. So let's start with young Mr. Adam Hatley, our youth pastor. Probably he's got the hardest job here. Everybody knows why, right? Teenagers. But let me tell you, that's nothing for Adam. He's got this because he loves the Lord so much. And bless his heart, he loves things like Carolina basketball. And he's even got more motivation with this Carolina Chapel College, Chapel Hill thing, because he's got a girlfriend. And she's attending classes at Chapel College. So, so what, 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 what we can do for Adam, of course, is uh, pray for him. <laughs> But let me just start with this. I mean, his, his mama told me, he said, the boy likes steak. So, you know, Outback steak, Logan steak. I mean, the, a good steak. If you've got a favorite steak place, bless that boy because he loves steak. Now, hear me, no cheese. The boy does not like cheese. He will not receive cheese. But if you got cheese, I love cheese. So, anyway... Adam loves to drive around in his car and just kind of be with the Lord. Have you ever seen his car? He got him a car, baby. (laughs) Muscle car. Probably needs some gas occasionally. So you want to bless him with a gas card? That's a great place to start. Oh, by the way, did I tell you, he goes to Chapel College quite often now. (laughs) Gas is good. And make no mistake about it, those kind of things are good. And I'm kind of joking, but no, I really want you to give it to him. I mean, I want you to bless him with those kind of things. But, but I know Adam, and I've really enjoyed getting to know him better. And I want you to know, if you want to really honor him, Adam wants you to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will make your path straight. 
He wants you to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. Can you say all? All. All. And love your neighbor as yourself. But do you really, really want to really honor him? His, his, his favorite verse, one of his favorite verses is Jeremiah 29, 11 uh, through 13. And, and I want over the next several days, even weeks, months, whenever God puts Adam on your heart, I want you to pray something like this. Heavenly Father, Adam knows the thoughts you have that you think towards him because you say so. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give him a future and a hope. Then Adam will call upon you and go and pray to you and you will listen to him. Wow. Not just hear him, but actually intently and intimately listen to him. And Adam will seek you and find you when he searches for you with all his heart. Captivate Adam, Lord Jesus. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. I love you, Beau. You're kind of cool. <laughs> Next on the list, I'm, I'm kind of going to double this one up a little bit. We got Phil and Jennifer, our, our uh, worship pastors, and we have a data pastor. A data pastor. Now, I don't know about all that, but John loves it. You know, Pastor Paul loves it. It's necessary. So that's Stephanie and Jerry. And uh, I mention both of them all the time. We got Phil and Jennifer worship, Jerry, Stephanie, Dada, and guess what? They're up here worship too. Uh, I mention both. Why? Because the two are one flesh. Okay? That's a big deal. Now, if you want to bless them, this is big. They both love date night. They both need date night. There's a set of twins here. There's a bang and a bang. Little girl's here. Pretty close. So they both need it. They both love it. Now, don't get me wrong. They love, love, love their children. Right? But they also understand that they have to invest time in each other. They have to do that to be their best for their children, but also to honor their covenant that they made with Jesus, right? So, if you're going to go on a date, you need a babysitter. Now, hold on. And I'm not going to try to hurt anybody's feelings, but it's real important that you know that if they don't know you pretty well and you don't know their children pretty well, babysitting might not be your best thing. It might be a little uncomfortable for everybody. So, so there's other things, okay? So I'm, I just want to make you pause and think through that one, okay? But, but there's other things. When you go on a date, what do you need? You need a gift card. You need, you need to go to some nice restaurants. They like the Darden Groups, which is, you know, Red Lobster, Olive Garden, Capitol Grill. Uh, the Outback Group is, of course, Outback, but Bonefish, Carabas, Flemings, and, and any other place out of town. 
And I'm not dissing anybody in town because in town dates are great, but they don't last long, do they? You go, you eat, and you go home. So date night, they need to travel. Well, if you're traveling, you might also need a gas card, right? Really practical stuff. Everybody's into this, right? This is okay. But listen, I know their hearts. Listen to this. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for it is good to sing praises to our God for it's pleasant and praise is beautiful. Sing praises to our God. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. Are you getting the theme here? That would honor Phil and Jen as well as Jerry and Stephanie and all the others that join them up here on Sundays that lead us into the presence of Jesus. It's to step in and step in to draw close to our King. When we draw near to Him, He will draw near to us. Yeah? Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Laud Him, all you peoples. So let's pray for Him. Heavenly Father, we pray for Phil and Jennifer and Stephanie and Jerry and all those who join them to lead us into your presence. And let them not grow weary while doing good, for in due season they shall reap if they do not lose heart. Therefore, as they have opportunity, let them do good to all, especially to those who are in the household of faith. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. We have a family life, Pastor, Miss Bridget and Mr. Richard. The two are one flesh, right? I wish I had time to tell you the effect I've had on Miss Bridget. But let me just tell you that uh, one day up at Glory Beans, she took one look at me and she passed out. <laughs> That's right. I mean, she hit the floor. I mean, bam, slow motion. It was awful. I felt terrible. I didn't catch her. It was bad. But miraculously, she was unharmed. I don't understand that. But I know I was praying as she was going this way. But actually, I was praying for me because I thought I had blown it. I have messed this thing up, and Miss Bridges is going to be hurt, and it's going to be my fault, and I'm going to get churched, and they're going to send me away. But it all worked out. Believe it or not, if you want to bless her, you want to honor her, she still loves glory beans. She goes up there all the time. She loves Miss Connie. She loves the coffee. She loves the time in the place. When I see her in there, she's discipling or she's reading or it's, man, it's good. So that's a great way to, to honor her. And I'll kind of make it easy on you, Amazon. I mean, she got three teenagers, uh, a husband. Uh, she's got needs too, but she's very generous. But Amazon works really well for them. But you know, there's 
there's more to Miss Bridget, and that's, that's good stuff. But Miss Bridget, won't you parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles, she wants you to know that and to understand that children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. She would want you to not expect her or allow her or her wonderful helpers to raise up your children. That you would train up a child in the way he should go and when he's old he will not depart from it. How? Well, some of you young people, not many left in this one, but you're not going to like this. He who spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him promptly. It's a big deal. And fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. And remember Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them. For such is the kingdom of heaven. You want to honor her? Honor that word. That thrills her. And finally, God said, these words of mine, you, not just Miss Bridget, shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. Don't let them just eat on Sundays. Let them feast all week long. Let us pray. As it is written, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him and her who bring good news, who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion and Albemarle, your God reigns especially to our children. We lift Miss Bridget up to you today. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Yes, we have a Swiss Army knife pastor at the gathering. His name is John Ball, and he and Miss Carolyn, uh, remember the two or one, right on. Uh, you might not know him, because they're behind the scenes most of the time, but he managed the building of this building with Mr. Terry. He also came early enough when we moved into the McClellan's building that he also managed that upfit of that building. And now he's even more. He's our executive pastor as well. He watches after the money. He pays the bills. He makes sure that we're on level ground at all times. And uh, I'll tell you, John and Carolyn were sent here just in time. Wow. So what does Mr. John like? Well, good luck with that. <laughs> no, I, I'm just kidding a little bit. He... John has got um, three adult children. One's in Charlotte. One's up in Valley Cruces, which is near Boone. And the other has just moved from Blacksburg, Virginia, down to Winston-Salem, North Carolina. So they're traveling. They're traveling their time. So a gas card is pretty practical for them. Now, um, John got to eat, right? And he loves to cook. He's got one of them big green eggs. So he likes something to put on it. So, you know, uh, 
gift card to a butcher shop or something thereof. That's a pretty cool thing. Uh, he loves to garden. So garden stores, Moonies down there, gift card to that might be cool. And I don't know if you noticed this, but they have dogs. And they're always keeping other people's dogs. So whatever you give to people that has dogs, whatever. I, I mean, I don't have dogs. <laughs> but, but they've got dogs. But you, but you want to know what gets John going. You want to know what this, he loves? Your walk with Jesus. Your relationship with the Holy Spirit. When he sees that, that turns him on. The love of God has been poured out in our hearts by that Holy Spirit who was given to us. I mentioned earlier that John does pay our bill, so he really likes us to understand that God loves a cheerful giver. So let each one, as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity. That's how we give. He wants you to know, to really understand that money can be a trap. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Yeah. Scripture. He also wants you to know it can come between us and God. Malachi records God's words like this. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. Hold on now. Stay with me. I, I feel some squirming. Uh, it says you are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Well, that didn't help, did it? Now some of you are looking down at the floor. Hang in there. Listen to this. He says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. Try me now. What? The God of the universe is giving you an opportunity to test him, to see if he really is who he says he is. Don't miss that because otherwise it says you're cursed with a curse. And I don't want that curse on me or you, right? He says, I will, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessings that there will not be room enough to receive it. And if you think that's amazing, listen to this. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field says the Lord of hosts. That's God's word. So trusting God, walking by faith, not by sight, that's how you honor John Paul. Let's pray. Again, Father, let John and Carolyn not grow weary, weary while doing good, for in due season they too shall reap if they do not lose heart. Therefore, as they have opportunity, let them do good all, to all, especially to those who are the household of faith, that they would trust in you with all their heart and lean not on their own understanding, that in all their ways 
they acknowledge you and you shall direct their paths and that you would be a shield for them and the one who lifts up their heads. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And last but not least, Pastor Paul and Miss Wendy caused the Yeah, right. I'll make this easy on you. Pastor Paul would like everything I've mentioned for all the other pastors and coffee, cake cups, Swedish fish. I really don't understand that one, but he likes them. They got bags up back there for him in the green room. Did I mention coffee? Okay. Listen, I met Pastor Paul years ago when he was a youth pastor and the leader of another ministry. And uh, where I was attending, we uh, attended winter retreats with uh, that youth thing partners. And uh, some were put on at Winter Place, West Virginia. They had names like Winter Crave. They had t-shirts made up that said Blow Chunks. Referencing Revelation, of course, you know. This was biblical. It's not crazy, you know, uh, uh, if, if you are, what's the word, uh, lukewarm. He vomits you out of his mouth. I'm not going to get another chance to get up here, so I'm giving it all to you. But I could see there was a call of God on his life. His passion for the gospel and his love for God's word, it was always evident. And I was able to, to walk with him at a distance when he and his family walked through the valley of the shadow of death when he and Laura's mom and brother died within days of each other. Yes, they grieved, but it was different. They grieved with hope a hope that came from an intimate relationship with Jesus through the power of his Holy Spirit. That testimony that they lived served me and my family well a few years ago when we walked through that same valley of the shadow of death. I'm so thankful to have shared God's calling with Paul and Wendy and their kids, to have been a small part of joining 19 other people to plant this little tribe. It's been wonderful to watch the Holy Spirit have his way with people, give us similar visions, and then confirm them in the most amazing ways. When I think of Paul, I often think of James. I don't know why I don't think of Paul, but I think of James, the brother of Jesus. Now think about it. James probably didn't like Jesus much as a kid. Now, it's isn't scriptural, okay? But Jesus is perfect. James is not. But at some point, James looks and goes, Oh, he is my Lord. He is the king. Paul has told us his stories of how he struggled and things. But at some point, Paul looked at Jesus and said, He is my Lord. He is my King. Listen to uh, 
what James writes. Carried by the power of the Holy Spirit, right? James, Paul, a bondservant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad even in Albemarle. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. And Pastor Paul, you, you, you want to honor him? You take this word seriously. You, you let it just marinate on your heart. He also does not want you to be deceived. My beloved brethren, every good gift, every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights of whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Do you want to honor Pastor Paul and Wendy? Be teachable. God is all over this man. He has given him a vision. He, is, he teaches him what to teach every week Weeks in advance. Be teachable. If you're not, repent. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness. You want to honor him? The overflow of wickedness. Receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word. Uh huh. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. I can see him. He's getting a little bit jacked up over there. This would honor him. Now, people, get him some sweetest fish. <laughs> but you really love him, you really want to see what God's going to do here, that's how we honor him. We, we let him teach us. We let him lead us. He is our lead pastor who submits to our senior pastor. Make no bones about it. If you wonder that, wonder no more. Pastor Paul and Wendy submitted they have yielded okay and to honor him we will too and watch out what God does next through this little tribe it's going to go 
all over the world because that's the Great Commission. It's not just for here, but we'll take care of the people of God in our little gathering, right? But it's going out. And some of you, two years from now, you won't even be here because this is a launching pad. This building that was built for us, it's a launching pad. If that scares you, he says, do not fear. If that scares you, he says, fear not. Right? Remember, all this, all this scripture, all these things I've said, they have to stay in the context of the relationship with Jesus through his Holy Spirit. So, there's a question, actually two questions. One, have you been born again? Jesus said, you must be born again. He didn't say it's optional, kind of think about it, because he wants you to be born again, so now the Holy Spirit can be activated as your new operating system. Technology, y'all like that, right? <laughs> Seriously, though, you got to activate the Holy Spirit. Paul would go out and say, hey, I hear you guys have been, you believed and you've been baptized but have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? He was asking people that. He wants you to ask that question. If you can't say yes to both of these questions, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. For what man is there among you who if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone. Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? I want you to ask him. Now, the last service... I didn't pray for Paul and Wendy because I didn't see their kids. I want to see their kids because I want to tell their kids, I want y'all to be praying for Paul and Wendy. And Paul and Wendy, I want you to be praying for these guys right here because you're going to come under attack because we're taking ground from the evil one. All of you, same thing. All of you. We're going to come under attack. So today, I, I want to pray for Paul and Wendy. And, and I want you to pray for them. Now, don't miss this. Scriptures say what? Pray for who? Your enemies. Don't, don't neglect that. Okay? Don't just pre pray for Paul and Wendy and all our pastors. That's good. But don't miss. You got to pray for your enemies. And who are our enemies? Those that come against the word of God. Uh, ready or not, here it comes. It's coming to a city near us. It's not just in China anymore, North Korea. 
is heading this way. So be praying for those enemies. Maybe we can keep them at bay so the kingdom of God can do what it's got to do, right? So, Lord, by your Holy Spirit, anoint Pastor Paul and Wendy to preach, teach, and bring apostolic results as our pastor speaks the word. Let signs and wonders follow to confirm. Let the sick be healed, the oppressed be set free. Anoint Paul and Wendy with truth. Let people be cut to the heart and receive Jesus. Receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Protect them. Give them eyes to see. Great discernment. But most of all, that he preach the word. In Jesus' name, amen.